Welcome to Coaching the Coach. I'm your host, Pete Townley, for the Upstate Performance Project. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. Once again, I'm excited to be chatting with you all. Um, I really like doing these podcasts. We've been doing them, oh gosh, almost two years now, and this is episode 130. It's actually technically like the 135th or 6th because we've done a couple side episodes of story time. Um, might revisit that someday. I don't know. They, those were fun. But today I wanted to talk about kind of a, a continuation of the stuff we mentioned yesterday. Or, well, I posted it yesterday, um, Tuesday's podcast, which was um, coming up with your own training personality. We talked about a lot of looking back through your experiences, looking back through things that you've done, like seminars you've been to, and and how to pick out things when you read a new book or listen to a new podcast or whenever you're taking in new information, rather than try to reinvent yourself every time you learn something new, see how that new stuff fits into what you're currently doing. And you you can only really do that effectively if you have that philosophy and the mission already set up. And you go back to some of our very first podcasts and a lot of them were about how to come up with your own training philosophy. And so this is kind of revisiting that whole idea, but taking it to more, I'm calling it personality this time, it's still based in your philosophy, but the personality just means, you know, what is when they think of your training or they think of you, they think of your style, what are we thinking about? Not just your philosophy, like what you want to do with your clients, but what, you know, how do people perceive you and your style of fitness? Now, what I don't think we should do is, you know, try to label ourselves too much. In other words, you can have a niche, you can be good at something like for example I think I'm pretty good at training a lot of different types of personalities and or <laughs> a, lot, a lot of different people um, in different ways whether it be weight loss or muscle gain or whatever but you know I have some specialties um, you know I spent the bulk of my career training athletes for specific sports um, I competed in weightlifting and I, I um, have spent a lot of time training weightlifting specifically. Uh, so those are things that I can kind of specialize in, but I'm still well-versed in a lot of other areas. So I don't want to pigeonhole myself as just a weightlifting coach um, or just, you know, a football strength coach or something like that. I want to make sure that, you know, my, my net is wide, you know, so I can bring on a lot of different people. Um, because I think our mission and the way we want to train people is open to a lot of different types of populations. Now, what I'm getting at here is I had a discussion with one of our clients earlier, and then oddly enough, you know, you pull up pull up YouTube, and uh, there's a popular YouTuber that kind of didn't talk about this exactly, but but mentioned, you know, hey. He was wanting to know what his audience was made up of, powerlifters, weightlifters, crossfitters, you know, what, what, what are your, uh, you know, what do you consider yourself? So as a 
exercise enthusiast, we tend to pigeonhole ourselves. And this is this is something I've seen over the last few years. You know, when I started working um, as a as a strength coach and, and personal trainer, I, I realized that there were or there wasn't um, a lot of uh, labels. You know, if, if someone came, went to group exercise classes, they didn't say, oh, I'm a group exerciser or I'm a treadmiller <laughs> or I'm, you know, whatever. I, I do this. They just, they went to exercise. I work out. I work out. I train or whatever. You know, unless you were a specific athlete like a football player or a boxer, MMA, you know, something like that. But, you know, when CrossFit came out, and it highlighted and it brought a lot of barbell work to the masses, which again, I, I like. Um, what you started to see was people, you know, really were introduced to a lot of different things that they had never done before. And this is a good thing, obviously. And so then people started, you know, getting into, oh, they liked the powerlifting side of things or they liked the weightlifting side of things or whatever. So then you started to see popular popularity and and powerlifting and weightlifting and uh, obstacle course racing and all these different you know uh, areas of fitness kind of pop up and so people were quick to identify with one or the other because they you know liked one or the other better it doesn't matter but so then people say oh what do you do oh I powerlift I weightlift I CrossFit I obstacle course run I marathon you know the, people had a a label in what they do and and there's nothing wrong with that you know there's nothing wrong with saying I'm a crossfitter or I'm a power lifter if that's what you do then that's what you are right you know if that's if that's what you do but where it becomes kind of odd is for probably the majority of people who don't you know identify as one of those things or another maybe they do a little bit of everything you know but they don't identify as this or that and so what do you call those people <laughs> you know and not that there needs to be a name but that was kind of the discussion I was having with our clients because the way we train people here is under you know that kind of what we would consider a traditional strength and conditioning program and what I mean by that is traditional as in what you would see in a collegiate setting or a pro setting with a sport where we have uh, periodized phases throughout the year, you know, working on getting stronger, uh, more powerful, getting a little bigger, if that's the case, more muscular endurance. Um, you know, we don't necessarily have a, a off-season, pre-season, in-season, and post-season uh, like we would with, with athletics because, again, we're not necessarily training people in that regard. We kind of honed in on one specific area of that kind of training, the off-season, excuse me, the off season to base our programming around. So let me, let me get a little bit more specific here. Um, use, use a, 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 a bigger example or an example you guys might be more familiar with. Um, you know, CrossFit is a modality or a, a training method that uses a lot of different things, right? Uh, everything, gymnastics and barbell work, and, uh, conditioning, running, all, all sorts of things. But they take the the principle of GPP, general physical preparedness. And they they came up with a whole system around that. And, you know, it's worked very well. And GPP is something that a lot of strength coaches used, especially in the off season, uh, to 
generally physically prepare their athletes for what they were going to be doing. So in the off season, you can have a lot more general workouts, general exercise selection that have transferable skills, obviously, to what they're going to be doing. And then in the preseason is when you get, you know, very sport specific and you start having your athletes do, you know, more maintenance work on their strength and more speed, agility, you know, whatever, whatever their sport requires um, in order to uh, get them ready for their particular uh, endeavor. I take a sip of our fine Colombian coffee. Hang on. But that being said, um, the GPP section of it generally referred to like the conditioning, right? So we might be lifting, uh, doing some accessory work, and then some GPP work. Well, like I said, CrossFit took that GPP and and, and made a whole uh, a whole new sport out of it. Which again. That's that's their identity, right? That's their uh, training uh, personality. So I started thinking after I did the podcast on Tuesday, what is what is our training personality? I know what our mission is, but I realized I didn't say in the podcast what is our personality here and and why we chose it. And I mean, I, we have one. I just don't think I verbalized it well enough in the in the previous podcast. And it and it is basically like I said a second ago. We we looked at how we wanted to train people. We both came from sport backgrounds. Um, Chelsea as a elite athlete and myself as a, uh, as a coach, a collegiate coach, that we wanted to make sure that our, um, our um, clients, whether that be personal training, open gym, or any classes that we do, train in a certain way to achieve a certain result. We, we believed in that off-season style of training. The off-season is really where we, you know, the athletes would get bigger, stronger, faster, uh, more endurance, whatever they need for their sport. But that's where we use that periodized programming, um, having different phases throughout the year. And so that is something that we um, spent a lot of time thinking about, okay, how can we do that for a general population? Um, Because we know that the athletes, when they're being competitive, um, can push themselves really hard day to day to day, day in, day out, but still be able to recover. And that's because we had our athletes at a college or pro ranks have, you know, techniques for them to recover every day, not just rolling out and stretching or getting enough sleep. I mean, all need to do all that, but stuff like e-stim, you know, to help muscle soreness or, or tight muscles or, uh, ice baths and things like that. Nothing that you have to have, but stuff that is, um, you know, helpful for recovery, helpful for pushing your body uh, or letting your body um, recover to be able to be pushed hard the next day. These are just little things that, you know, daily maintenance kind of things. And we know that that was provided for athletes in those settings. So we wanted to bring that into our gym. So that's why we had um, we've had two or three over the over the years, um, physical therapists or recovery coaches, athletic trainers that have come in either by appointment or just being here for general hours that will help with that. Um, you know, we didn't want to set up like necessarily a whole physical therapy side. We, we had some physical therapists do that and that and that worked out great. But we also wanted to be able to provide just some daily 
little maintenance things that we can do for our bodies to help us, you know, recover a little bit better. Now, again, we don't want to get swept away in, 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 the, in that whole recovery side and, 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 you know, basically try to come off as we're trying to be a uh, athletic training facility. We just think that we, our experience has told us that if you do these things each day, that your body can help recover faster and you can continue to work out at the intensity that we want. Now, that doesn't say, <coughs> excuse me, that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, if you're not feeling great or, or not, quote, recovered, you can't still train. You certainly can. Um, it's just, you know, we, we want to promote, you know, taking care of your body, right? It's just as simple as that. And we wanted to be able to be a one-stop shop and provide that. So we have those options here. Um, but that being said, our you know, personality, training personality is a general strength and conditioning gym. So when people ask, people come by and they're like, oh, is this a CrossFit gym? Or, or is this, you know, now it does look very similar to a weightlifting hall because um, we've brought over Greenville Weightlifting uh, that, that trains out of here and we have their platforms kind of front and center when you walk in. Um, but no, we, we are a general training facility. And when I say general, that doesn't mean you can't get specific at any particular sport. That means we are well-versed in training people in a wide variety of things. But when you when you come in and you don't have a sport or you don't have a specific um, competition that you're training for, we're going to train you using intensity as the main driver uh, to get the results that, that you want, whether that be building muscle, losing fat, or both. Um, but we're going to do it in the way that you might be or that you might see in a collegiate setting or a pro pro strength and conditioning session, depending on, <laughs> depending on who you follow. But that being said, our personality is, you know, I want to say is strength and conditioning. Well, everything is really strength and conditioning, you know, uh, you can be strengthened and conditioned in CrossFit. You can be strengthened and conditioned in weightlifting. So it's a very general, broad spectrum. But then again, that fits very well because we have, we can train uh, elderly folks. We can train, you know, young kids. We can train, you know, high-level athletes and and athletes that want to become high-level, all in the same style of training. Now, not the same program. We certainly won't have one size fits all or one program that we just scale for everybody. I'm not knocking that style. That's very, very much a CrossFit style of programming. Um, but we, we have a little bit more personal touch to it and we're a much smaller, you know, size gym. And that's how we get away with being able to personalize everything so much and give everyone that personal touch and detail and attention. But again, that was in by design. So, it's kind of like if you were to take a strength and conditioning gym and have your strength and conditioning coach be just with you, right? That's what we wanted. We wanted the atmosphere and the look to feel like a college weight room, but then have that college weight strength coach be your personal trainer, pushing you with the intensity that a college athlete might use or might display to just achieve your physical goals for your body and your lifestyle. Um, 
So I say all of this in this podcast today, again, just to kind of, I realized that when we were talking about it the other day, we mentioned a lot of, you know, uh, uh, experiences you can pull in. And obviously the biggest experiences that both Chelsea and I've had were our experiences at the college level in terms of, you know, athletics and coaching and putting those things together. And the reason we were so adamant about it is because it worked. I, it 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 truly worked and we saw results when it was a systematic periodized program and and i have data that would show athletes coming in as freshmen and when they would leave as seniors they they would be physically transformed um now granted they were dedicated and motivated and i didn't have to worry a whole lot about that kind of aspect where you do with a general uh, population but the modalities worked so we knew we had a proven system then it's just getting the average person to jump in here but what we started to run into and again this isn't bad this is just getting getting back to the whole point of this podcast today is that we would have people walk by on the street when we were on main street oh you're a crossfit gym because they saw bumper plates and they saw people doing power cleans or oh are you a powerlifting gym or a weightlifting gym and, and people were looking because they were wanting to find a home. They were wanting to find something that they could latch on to, you know, and th this is my thing. And I think that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. So what I'm trying to get across to you is when you come up with that training personality, when you come up with that system that you like that fits you, you have to then be able to market to those people. And if you want to be just a straight up power lifting gym or just a straight up weightlifting gym, there's nothing wrong with that. But you're going to have to find those people and trying to put people who are not into that into that system may or may not work. You know, our biggest drawback I think is that because you know, we do power cleans, we do um uh, kettlebell work and a whole bunch of other things that are similar modalities to CrossFit or or something like that. It's just assumed that we're a CrossFit without using the CrossFit moniker. And and in reality, um, you know, we do similar movements and similar things, but we we get ugh, can't talk. We program it very differently. I mean, I like it better, but I'm not. That's not to knock any other style. That's just this is what we love and so our clientele is very diverse because we have marketed in a way that we are trying to show everybody can work out in that same manner uh, with barbells with dumbbells and kettlebells and sleds and carrying heavy objects sandbags all those certain things um, without having to worry about injury without having to worry about um, you know, focusing too much on speed or time, but focusing on doing it right, focusing on building strength over time and making sure that this is a lifelong process. And we do that. We ground ourselves by using those nine principles you've heard me talk about. So again, all of this recap of what we do was just to show you guys that, you know, we, what our personality is, you know, we're a strength and conditioning gym. That's what we are. You know, we're not CrossFit, we're not weightlifting, we're not powerlifting, we're not, you know, a uh, 
just a football training facility or a soccer training facility. We're a strength and conditioning facility. If you want to get stronger and in better shape, you come to us. And that's what we want to be known for. And so when we talk about that, or when I talk about that, I'm trying to get you guys to think about how you start to shape your training personality. If you want to be known as one thing or another, that's great. If you want to be known for all things, that's great. You just have to be able to fit your style. In other words, what you do has to fit with your with what you're outwardly saying. In other words, if I sit here and say, um, I'm a strength and conditioning gym, and all I have my athletes do is squat, bench, and deadlift, um, you know, that... <laughs> That may not be, you know, exactly what they were thinking when they were coming here. Um, we've had people come here from uh, when D1 closed down because D1 was a, another strength and conditioning athletic style uh, pro, uh, uh, gym. And when it closed down, some people were looking for that feel. And that were very similar to that, I would say. Um, and so those people naturally gravitated towards us. Now, maybe they tried out other things but they eventually landed on us for that reason. They wanted that strength and conditioning feel. They wanted that athletic feel, but they didn't necessarily want to be timed or they didn't want it to be a competition. And again, not knocking that, that just wasn't for them. So when you are looking at what you want to do and how you want to set it up and how you want to appear to the general population, you have to think about what you then actually do offer fits with what your philosophy is saying because the, that's how you're going to not only market yourself and draw people in but then keep people because if you're promising one thing and not doing it then people will end up leaving right they want you want to get results but you don't want to bait and switch either so i know it sounds kind of like common sense but we see that all the time you see programs promising this 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 and this and people go in there not knowing any better and then they don't get what they think they're getting or they don't quite understand it, um, you know, then that's kind of bad on the on the program because they didn't do a good job of, of either living up to the hype or explaining what it is they were actually trying to do. So going back to last podcast, if you are going to um, pull out all of these different things that you've learned throughout your career, um, whether that be in school or seminars or wherever you've learned it, talking to people, listening to podcasts, you have to have that defined philosophy of what your mission is to, to train people and how you want to do it. And then that will help you select nuggets of information that you learn along the way to make your program stronger and make you a more well-rounded trainer. And that's how you're going to then define your training personality. So hopefully these two podcasts combined kind of illustrate that point and give you a little understanding of how we define ourselves, strength and conditioning. Strength and conditioning, simple. Uh, we're a strength and conditioning gym. That is our personality. And so what does that mean? Then I can get into more of the detail, more of the philosophy and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't think we have to be pigeonholed as a weightlifter or a powerlifter or whatever. We can be um, a lot of different things, and that's okay. We don't have to have one thing that we settle on. And I think it's good that we 
can be versatile. So think about that as you're putting your programs together, as you're putting your, your business plan together or whatever that may be. And let me know, comment below what you might be thinking. And uh, on top of that, also um, share this podcast if you're listening because we are getting darn close to um, uh, uh, a big number of downloads that I'm really excited about. Um, I'll, uh, I'm going to do a whole episode on that here pretty soon, as soon as we hit that number, uh, that magic number. But uh, go ahead and share this with people if you, if you got any good value out of it, and we'll talk to you soon.